0: Hey and welcome back. I'm so, so glad that you're here. Today's podcast is really meant to be medicine for your soul. If you're feeling like you're stuck, you're in a rut, you don't know how to get out of this weird space that you're finding yourself in, I'm here to help. I'm hopeful that when you listen to the end of this episode, you'll feel seen, you'll feel heard, and you'll have some actionable tips that you can utilize and that you can implement into your life to help you feel better, more like yourself, and to raise your vibrational frequency in a way that makes you feel more whole, more secure, more confident, and happier in general. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hey everybody, thanks so much again for tuning in. Today's podcast, I like I said in the intro, I think that there are times obviously throughout our lives and throughout different seasons and cycles where we go through this period that's like our butterfly metamorphosis, if you will. There are going to be times where you're going to absolutely feel like you're in a deep rut or like you're just clawing your way out of quicksand, trying to find your purpose, trying to find what you're meant to do and trying to find answers to the question that you may be asking yourself around what is my purpose? What am I here to do? What am I here you know, what am I here to make an impact around? How am I going to am I am I in love with my life right now? I think it's worthwhile to ask your ask that question every once in a while because I mean, let's be honest, for those of us that you know, maybe we put all of our time into others like we're parents or we have really demanding jobs where Our ability to focus on our own self-care is very limited to when we're not on calls answering emails or answering slack messages that can be a really daunting thing to actually have to come to a head with because I think that so much of the time we don't even get to the point of asking ourselves that question of am I okay until we feel like we are absolutely not okay and I'm recording this when I'm definitely feeling more okay because I have identified resources and tools for myself to kind of help get me out of some of those ruts and that's why I wanted to record this because I feel like when I feel stuck or when I find myself kind of spiraling or circling around insecurity that I'm feeling or anxiety that I can definitely tell is rising up or my fear of having to face things that I know are hard or scare me or put me in an uncomfortable situation. I have identified coping strategies now that work well for me to kind of get me balanced and help me adjust and realize what I actually need to get back to this place of stability. That took me a really long time to get here. For example, there was a point in time about year ago, actually, to nearly this date, which is actually pretty crazy to me now that I think about it. And we were invited to a close friend of ours, their daughter's first birthday party, which is obviously an amazing moment in time, something you absolutely want to be a part of. It's obviously not about you. It's about the, you know, your friends and celebrating their little, their little baby who was going from a baby to a full-blown toddler. And I had an absolute meltdown before the event. So much so that I spent probably two hours before we had to leave in our closet trying on every single thing that I felt like might look good and having the jarring reality that a number of the things that I was trying on no longer fit me, didn't look good, were too tight, were too small, were not flattering. And I had an absolute mental breakdown where I felt like I was stranded in, in time where time was not moving for some reason for me it was like I was just stuck in this in-between almost like a stranger thing scenario like I'm stuck in the in-between where I couldn't claw my way out of it and I couldn't see I couldn't see anything outside of my immediate anxiety that literally clouded my entire judgment my vision I'm not even kidding you and It almost felt like even my ears were clogged. Like I felt like I was just in this pressure cooker that I could not get out of because I was so stuck in this negative cycle. And I had no coping mechanisms at the time that I had built up for myself that could get me out of that phase. And it was a scary place to be because I felt so guilty when I realized that I wasn't going to be able to go to this event because I just had this mental breakdown. I just got in bed and I cried and I hid under my covers because... I wasn't capable of coping with the reality that I didn't look the way that I wanted to look. I wasn't going to appear the way that I wanted to appear. I was embarrassed about how I would look to other people. I was so focused on this egocentric driven narrative that I don't look good enough, I'm not worthy enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not skinny enough, that everything that I had been thinking was so negative that it literally swept me off my feet where I was incapable of making decisions and I was incapable of operating as a regular human being because I didn't have the tools to pull myself out of that rut. That was a place I know well, and I now have established tools and resources for myself to help me get out of those things. I have talked on the podcast before about how, you know, meditation is part of my part of my practice that I do for myself, part of my ritual, so to speak, and something that I try to do every single day. For me, meditation is almost like praying in a way. So for those of you that are super religious, it might seem odd, like meditation might seem like this weird thing, but ultimately it's like trying to connect with whoever your higher sources or your higher power and putting, putting the reins in that entity's hands to say I'm letting go and I'm giving in to whatever path you may have for me so that I am no longer a, a victim of my own mind and mentality when it comes to what's best for me. I'm putting my trust in you and I'm also putting my trust in myself that I have the ability to let go, give in, and follow my intuition and follow where I feel like I'm being guided. So if you're feeling like you're in a rut, I I have a few questions that I think are super important that you ask yourself. First, I think it's important to ask yourself what happened Why are you feeling that way? And then also identifying where you're feeling it. So one thing that I've been noticing about myself is that my gut, my brain gut connection is incredibly strong. So when I'm very anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, when I'm feeling upset, my gut is super bloated. I don't feel well generally. I have, I'm just like rumbly and bubbly and I don't feel like I can even suck in. It's like my body is physically pushing out from the inside, like uh, there's something that I need to get move through my body or move away from or like get out that I am somehow holding on to and that also happens in my neck and my shoulders um, after recently going to see an eastern medicine practitioner and getting acupressure and acupuncture I realized how many blockages I have in my body and also which systems of my body are operating in full and which are not What's interesting is that a number of the systems that apparently are not operating at full based on where I'm holding pain and tension in my body were also revealed through blood work I did with my naturopathic doctor. So just an indication that my blood work was physically my blood work physiologically aligns with what my body was saying to my eastern medical practitioner, which to me is absolute confirmation that there is no one type of medicine that's a one-fit one-size-fits-all approach for you. Because when you're going through something where you have to understand that your body holds on to things just as much as your mind does, in your mind you can have clutter, but in your body you can have pain, discomfort, dis-ease, which physically is your, you know, you're holding on to emotions and energy in your body that you need to let go of. So it's pretty much impossible for you to be able to move through negative emotions without first identifying what kind of got you into that place and time. And then the second question is, so first question is, what happened and why am I feeling this way? And then the second question is, where am I feeling this in my body? And literally taking some time to like breathe into that space and focus on, focus on where in your body you're feeling discomfort. The third question that you need to ask yourself is, how can I make myself feel better? And that might be, you know, Like for me, sometimes it's eating a lighter dinner is going to make me feel better because I stress ate or overate at lunch because I was in such a state of panic that I just kind of ate what I had in front of me without thinking or being intentional about it at all. Or planning ahead, okay, tomorrow morning I'm going to set my alarm, I'm going to do this. Or tonight I'm going to take 10 minutes to myself, I'm going to do a facial in my bathroom, and I'm going to do a face mask and, you know, turn on a candle to relax myself and maybe read for 10 minutes. So, this is helping you identify the mind, brain, connection, what happened, why am I feeling this way? The physical, where am I feeling this? And then the emotional that's tied to everything else. Why am I feeling this way? What, where am I feeling it in my body? And what can I do to get myself out of this? If you have never read any sort of book about spirituality, manifestation, the law of attraction, I highly recommend that you pick up one of those books. The Secret is one of them, but I think that there are also a number of others that really get this message across. Sometimes I felt I love The Secret because I I totally believe in the message, but sometimes I feel like, at least for me, it was a little bit difficult to just hear all of the positive without hearing some of the realities that actually happen to many of us in the day to day. So The Secret is basically a collection full of books of people that have mastered the law of attraction and as a result have brought all of these incredible opportunities into their lives from money, houses, spouses, you know, dream jobs, whatever it might be, which of course is such an important message. But I think what's also really important to consider which is why i love books like untamed by Glennon doyle or super attractor by gabby bernstein is because those books talk about the pitfalls that basically led them to their spiritual journey and a number of those pitfalls happen when you're in a rut when you're feeling lost or when you feel like you've hit your rock bottom so that's a message that i think is really important i also think it's important though to identify that you don't necessarily have to be in a rock bottom to feel lost or to feel in a rut or to find your spirituality. It's I think that that becomes the turning point for a number of people who have hit rock bottom where they feel like the only way to go is either death where they have and not to be dark, but like they have had alcohol or drug addictions or they've been doing things that are terribly drastic and negative for their mental spiritual and personal well-being and so the only way for them to go is to look themselves in the eye and say this is not working for me but i don't think that you have to be at that place to be able to ask yourself the question or to be able to identify that this is not working for you and in order to identify that you have to become aware of it so the one part of being in a rut and feeling lost is the ability to become aware You become aware that things are not feeling right for you you become aware that you don't feel like you're in flow or that you don't feel like you're vibrating in a way that makes sense and i'm talking a lot on the podcast about vibrations and frequency and i want to explain what this can actually feel like because i think that it's hard to understand unless you actually have an analogy or an example so i'm going to use an example of When you go on a date with someone that you really like, or when you first start dating someone that you really think there's potential with, and that feeling that you get when you are so nervous, anxious, excited because you cannot wait to see that person, and you know as soon as you get there, you'll just be smiles, all smiles, and be so excited to just be in their presence, and that you feel like you just have this electric chemistry, and when you touch, or hold hands, or if they happen to put their hand on your shoulder, you physically just feel like there is electricity between us. And this is why people say like our bond, like our connection is literally like electric. And that's because all of us are made up of energy. You look at your hand and it looks like it's this solid thing, but really it's just all of these tiny little particles of energy that are collected and consolidated in this way to appear as just this solid whole. And that's exactly how our energy is portrayed and felt with other people. When you're on the right path and when you are moving and connecting in ways that are totally aligned with your best intuitive nature and your higher self, you will literally feel that same thing. That feeling of butterflies in your stomach that's where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Or, oh my gosh, this is incredible, I can't believe that that situation just arose oh my gosh, I can't, I love this person so much and they like me back. Another example that I can give you of when you're feeling like when things are going the right way for you or where you have that just energy and excitement and you can feel the vibration, like it's about to be the most amazing thing ever. Imagine you're at a concert and right before the artist comes on stage, the whole crowd is cheering. Everyone is so excited. The lights go down, and you have silence right before the lights come on and your favorite artist is there and you're just anticipating that moment. And as soon as the lights come on and they start singing, you just burst out screaming with your arms in the air. That is the feeling that you wanna be experiencing on the day to day. And if that sounds unrealistic, I promise you it's not. In order to identify what's going to help you get to that phase in life, you have to do a lot of introspection. And this is why a lot of people call this the work, doing the work. The holistic psychologist on Instagram has a book called How to Do the Work, and I just finished it. That's one of the 15 books that I am marking off of my list for 2023. And I think when it comes to doing the work, it is hard work because there are so many layers and it takes us like seven years to break old patterns according to, I kind of forget according to what, but... Oh, I think that was in regards to human design. Yes, okay, so if you're, I've obviously talked about human design a lot, but once you become more aware of what your human design is and the way in which you best make decisions, the way in which you need to trust your authority, what your benefit is to society and humanity, how, you know, all of those things, it can take you seven years to basically break the old habits that you've been conditioned to make and to follow. And so if you think about that, that obviously is a long time. It may not take you that long to do quote unquote, do the work when it comes to identifying why you're in this rut. But one thing that we don't traditionally learn much about is coping mechanisms. So for instance, I'm gonna give an example that actually happened this morning with my daughter. She was eating cereal on a brand new chair that I just bought for the dining room table. She had a blanket on her because it was cold downstairs and somehow she hit her cereal bowl and a lot of the milk and cereal spilled on her. They got her pajama sleeve wet, her, the tummy of her pajamas wet. It spilled on her blanket and it also spilled on the floor. She started bawling. And mind you, of course it's upsetting when you spill your cereal. But that's just an example of she needed to be able to regulate her emotions in that moment in time and instead of me yelling at her because she got milk on my brand new carpet and the brand new dining chair I just put at the table last night, I told her it was okay. She doesn't need to be upset. It's totally fine. We'll just put more milk in the bowl and we'll put more cereal in there and we'll pick up, you know, the spilled milk, and she hates when there's spilled things in front of her, or like she can't, she doesn't like having a mess near her. So I cleaned up the milk, put the towel on her sleeve and on her tummy and on the floor, showed her, look, the milk is all gone. It's okay, let's not cry. I gave her a kiss and then I said, take a few deep breaths with me and we took two huge deep breaths and then I just playfully tapped her on the nose and said, and like that, like magic, everything's okay again, right? And then she said, yeah, and then she was all better. And it's not as easy as working with a child like that because obviously their emotions are going to need re-regulation all of the time. But it's a coping mechanism that I'm trying to instill with her is when things go wrong, let's take a few deep breaths. Let's take a look at what actually happened. The milk spilled, is this a huge deal? No, do we have more milk? Yes. Do we have more cereal? Yes. Can you have another bowl just good as new? Yes. Okay. So then it's not that big of a deal. There are a number of ways that I could have handled that by saying, oh, damn it, my new chair, and then making her feel small for having that accident. But that is not the type of message that I want to send to her, nor the type of mom that I want to be. So am I upset that there was spilled milk on my brand new chair and my brand new rug? Yeah, it wasn't ideal. It did cross my mind to have a different reaction, but I don't want to have that sort of reaction because I'm learning the coping mechanisms that make me feel the best. So, what are some of those coping mechanisms that for me are really impactful? Personally, I have now understood that breathing exercises are actually really important for me. For some reason, I used to hate them. And I think it's because it just felt so slow to me and I like to be fast-paced. I have a lot of coffee throughout the day. I want to be moving, moving, moving. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm I'm having an impact. And to me, that's like action, action, get things done, get things done. So the idea of slowing down for me felt counterintuitive. Like I need to get multiple things done in one day. I have so many roles and responsibilities. Taking a moment to slow down in the middle of my fast pacedness does not seem like it's going to help me get anything done. But in fact, it does because it gives me a moment to recenter, redirect my energy. And also, as I take a deep breath, refocus on what's actually important. Another thing that I found really makes me feel good is Room Spray. I love a good Room Spray and Target has a ton. The one that I have in my office right now is literally called Room Spray and it's citrus and white oak and it has bergamot, lavender, jasmine, and cedarwood and it smells so delicious and I every time before I hop on a call when I first come into my office I always spritz it right above my chair so that I can breathe it in, I can feel like I'm in flow and I'm ready to go. I also love lighting candles so when I meditate, when I, I'm taking a bath, when I'm reading, I like to have a candle, even if I can't totally smell it, but just the process of lighting a candle feels good to me. I've also found that for me in the morning, having my cup of coffee, even if it's trying to make breakfast, checking my slack, getting the kids ready for school, getting a bottle ready, getting breakfast ready, all of those things, it's still important for me because it's a, a process and a it's something, it's a routine that makes me feel good. I like the I like being able to make my coffee. It feels good to me to be able to have my coffee or take it up into my office or take it with my breakfast and then go on with my day. It's just one of those things that for me, I like the process of doing it. I think that's another thing that I've become more aware of being able to ask myself questions. What makes me feel good? What do I like? And I think especially in this day and age when layoffs are so prevalent and being able to identify what your voice is, what you love, what makes you feel happy, what makes you feel encouraged to spend hours and hours throughout your day doing, what gives you purpose. If you don't know the answer to those questions, I highly encourage that you figure them out because... It'll be, for some of you, you may have always known your purpose. I have never been that person. I've always had to do the research, do the digging, and do the homework. And this is always going to be a work in progress for me. But one way that you can start that process and see the law of attraction and you know, in real time is to make a request to the universe and then become aware of your surroundings and aware of the subtle signs. I'll give you an example. And I like doing this out loud because for me that... I think talking it out loud and having the actual flow vibrational, vibrationally makes it feel more real to me. I will literally ask my spirit guides, angels, teachers, loved ones to give me some sort of a sign and I will ask for a very specific sign. So for instance, I asked my spirit guides grandma and my grandma who passed away for a sign of a butterfly. And then through my meditations, I've identified that my main spirit guide's name is Linda. I can totally talk about this at a different time, but it's just what has come through. Actually, I'll just talk about it right now. Every time when I've been meditating and I've been trying to identify who my main spirit guide is, the name Linda just pops up very clear in my head, literally like a red sign, Linda. And at first I was like, that's weird. Why am I thinking of the word Linda, the name Linda? Like, what the heck does that mean? And then every single time that I meditated on it, same thing, Linda. Linda in big, bold letters. And I haven't been able to learn much else about Linda at this point, just that Linda is my main spirit guide's name. And I specifically asked Linda for a dragonfly because I knew dragonflies are a lot less likely to be seen right now. You're not likely to see them on like a piece of paper or a birthday card or, you know, like on Instagram. So I just put my faith out there. I want to see a butterfly for my spirit guides and for my grandma. Those are kind of interchangeable to me. And then for my main spirit guide, Linda, my homegirl, I want to be able to see a dragonfly. I went about my day, just trusted that if it was meant for me to see, I would see it. I traditionally read The Grinch Who Stole Christmas to my daughter every single night. That's her favorite book right now, I think, because it's so long that it allows me more time to snuggle with her when we're getting ready for bed. And that night, she wanted a different book. She wanted me to read this unicorn book. And it's this random paperback that's basically meant for for kids that are farther along in their reading journey. But she chose this book. So I said, okay, and we'd read this book before because it's kind of in, in one of our nighttime rotations. But I hadn't read it in a while where I didn't remember what was on the pages. And it's basically about this unicorn who wants wings. So she goes to all these different animals and tells them, I wish I had wings like you. On every single page, there are butterflies. She specifically talks to butterflies. And then on maybe the fourth or fifth page, guess what word there is that this unicorn was talking to? If you guessed dragonfly, you'd be right. Of all the places in ways that I could have my signs show up for me. The exact two that I asked for came through for me within the day that I asked for them because I'm becoming more aware to them. I actually had to pause reading the book to my daughter because I was so in awe of the fact that that had just happened. I literally just looked up at the sky and felt, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that situation just happened to me and that this came... To fruition so quickly thank you and then i actually said out loud thank you thank you because i felt so grateful that i had trusted that it would appear to me and it did that is one way to manifest and utilize the law of attraction in a way that gives you faith so that you can start trusting yourself again
1: the ability to trust within yourself is i think one of the most important things of getting yourself out of a rut I feel like when you get into one of these periods where you feel like you're just not able to really do the things that you want to do or you're not feeling as confident or as in the moment as you might otherwise this is really one of those times where it's important to recognize that and it's also important to just if you build that trust within yourself again it's almost a way for you to reaffirm to yourself okay i've got this i know what's best for me and i'm taking actionable steps in order to do that I think that that's one of those one of those really big indicators that should hopefully become a coping mechanism for you. Asking yourself some of those questions that we talked about. What makes me happy? What did I love as a kid that I haven't done? Did I love to dance? Did I love to sing? Should I sign myself up for a dance class? Should I sing more in the shower? Should I sing more with the kids and watch musicals so that I feel like I can get some of that energy out? Paying attention to things, or asking questions of your spirit guides, of your angels. I've had so many instances lately where my angels have really shown me the angel numbers that I've asked for in miraculous ways, like my boarding pass number on my flight to somewhere or my flight home from somewhere, or the date that I happened to launch my podcast and looking back and realizing it and becoming more aware half of this is awareness and half of it is intention. So the more that you can put intention behind something that you're doing or a a request that you're making to your spirit guides or to your angels or to a higher power, however you wanna look at it. But then the second part is that awareness factor. So ensuring that you can actually pay attention to those signs that are coming to you because they will come to you in some way, shape or form. It's really just your sense of awareness that is going to be so critical in you identifying that, oh my gosh, I think that was just a sign that came through. So I would encourage you if you're not familiar with angel numbers or what that means or what to ask for, I'll tell you again a little bit about how I make those requests and it's as simple as so sometimes i'll actually look online because i don't remember what all of the angel numbers are but angel numbers are essentially just a sequence of one particular number and each number can be assigned you know you can almost assign your own theme to it but also what's really cool is that if you look up online each number is supposed to signal something else so if you happen to see a lot of numbers one or two which those are the ones that i've been seeing and i've been asking for or four or sevens, whatever the case may be, or double numbers like 1313. You can actually look those up and identify like what this means, but you can also put your own sign to it. So for me, this is going to mean X, Y, Z. So if you show these numbers to me and I become aware of them, it's going to signal this for me. So you can put that call out there into the universe and just, you know, I say into the atmosphere and see if you are, receiving those signals back to you from the universe but I think one of the most important things to do is a like you really need to start calling carving out some self-care if you've gotten into a place where you're in a rut or you feel like I haven't been eating well I'm just feeling so sluggish I'm feeling awful I'm not feeling energized or like myself first things first start incorporating some self-care I promise you you will not regret that even if you're even if you're only scheduling out five minutes meditating is something that i try to do but sometimes i, I need to be in the right mindset for it uh, obviously that's like the entire point of manifestation but i still find the time to do it even if it's just shutting my eyes repeating some positive affirmations in my head or sitting outside staring at the sky getting a few a few seconds of bright sunlight on my face or going on a walk outside anything that kind of calms you and resets your nervous system your central nervous system can be considered some form of meditation so you don't have to just sit in a quiet dark room breathe and hope that you know you'll get some you know you'll get some sort of download from the universe if you're not familiar with manifesting and with meditating that might just seem like the most boring thing that you could do which i understand but I would still encourage you to give it a try. I like to follow guided meditations when I feel like I'm not necessarily in the best mindset to be meditating on my own, where I almost have too much in my head and I don't think I'm gonna get any benefits from it. So if that's you, there are so many places that you can go for um, guided meditations. And I like the ones that are visualizations because I'm highly visual. So I like to, sometimes I'll totally lose my train of thought if I'm just following you know, written after or if I'm following affirmations and I'm not following some sort of a visual, there are a lot of guided visual meditations that I think are really awesome. Um, Mindful in Minutes is one of my favorite podcasts for meditations. I just love her voice. She's a yoga teacher. She has a lot of just philosophy. She's a new mom. So she also has um, Mindful Mama, which is a, a podcast that's really centered on motherhood, pregnancy, childbirth, and those are some really great ones to do if you are currently pregnant or if you're postpartum or if you're planning to get pregnant, really just to kind of set those intentions for yourself as I am a mom, so these are meaningful for me, these are worthwhile for me, etc. So I hope that this helped you and gave you some tips. One other thing that I would really encourage is to read, and I know some of us are like, when the hell am I going to have time to read? It's just like working out. You will make the time to read, like you will make the time to do things. I am very much into spiritual books, books about yoga, philosophy, which I know might sound like a little dull and boring, but I'm also really into spiritual books and books by like Gabby Bernstein or Glennon Doyle that kind of talk about the the struggles that they went through and how they, you know, got to the point with that they're in today. And i think that those sorts of books are really important because it raises your vibration it allows some of those wow you know it seems like magic can actually happen like that's crazy that that happened to them and then you kind of start thinking like what would that look like if this, something like this were to happen to me even though you know you may not be a rock bottom you don't have to be you can be at a place where you're feeling hungry for more learning you're curious you're you know you want to have some enthusiasm about something again so i highly encourage you to pick up some books whether it's you know an audiobook totally that is actually a really great way it's a total you know being able to have that auditory experience while you're doing something else i think is also really impactful i prefer the actual act of reading because it calms me down and i love it so podcasts work really well for me but audiobooks i found i like to put emphasis on different words or I like to create how this character might sound in my head and I like to read it that way So that's why I found that for me audiobooks aren't necessarily like my most favorite But I still think that I might give them a try So I encourage you to pick up some books and try to read some things that actually make you feel really awesome I've put down some of my murder mystery books in favor of some of these like spiritual awakening books because it makes me feel more aligned with kind of what I want to be aligned to. I've also actually recently stopped listening to some of my true crime podcasts as much as well. And started listening to music that I really love. Like my flight playlist is always Taylor Swift. So her latest album, Midnights, was what I listened to the whole flight to and from on my recent trip. So again, I hope that if you are in a rut that you... At least become aware that this is something you will move through and move past. And that a few of these tips might have been helpful or struck a chord with you. If so, I definitely would love to hear about it and hear what you incorporated. Until next time!